How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the You Know Adam Same podcast, where you get to know a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. Today, I'm with a special guest who just happens to have a, a chart topper, if we would. Yeah. Mr. Trey Lewis, welcome to the show. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome, welcome. So, uh, Trey, I, I guess the first thing that, you know, I have to ask is, you know, how does it feel for, for like, uh, with everything that's been happening recently? It's uh, it feels good. Um, you know, uh, I've been working at this for for a really long time, uh, playing music, and I think you just, for me, it's like, you know, when I first started playing music, it was like, well, you know, I want to be the next Luke Bryan or the next Jason Aldean or you know, whatever. Sure. Um, you look up to those, you know, whoever is the top dog, you know, whatever you're doing, you're like, that's what I want to do, you know, and then the longer I did this. I just realized that, like, okay, well, maybe I can't be those guys, but, like, maybe I can do it good enough to just make a living, mm. you know? Like, pay my bills, you know, put some back, live happily. And, you know, like, that was kind of, like, my motto. That was the grind, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I was, you know, you know, just like it is with any business, you got to really grind, you got to really do it, you got to, you know, live, eat, you know, you got to do it. And um, I just, uh, and then all of a sudden I had this song go viral basically overnight. Mm. And then now my, you know, the song was billboard number one. That's crazy. And, you know, the things that you wish that would happen in the beginning, you know, and then after that you start to not care about those things. You just care, you start to care about what what's important. It's like making a living and like, you know, just having somewhat of a normal life. And then all these things happen at age 33, you know, mm. where you think they should have happened when you were, like, 24, you know. I mean, you look at, like, singers like Adele and stuff. I mean, her music. I mean, when she was 21, she yep. was, like, superstar, you know. And uh, I don't know. It's just crazy to me that you never think that things never happen the way you think that they would. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like all these things have happened – and a lot of it's, you know, really cool, but it's like, um, I don't know. It's just kind of hard to explain. It's kind of hard to, like, really take recognition of, like, all the things that have happened because everything's happening so fast, you know? Well, well it sounds like you've had quite the journey, right? Yeah. Like, it's been something that's, like, you know, you, you it isn't an overnight thing. Yeah. Um, so I want to kind of, like, dig down into that kind of, uh, I guess, discussion and saying, like, you know, how did you start? So when did you start making music? How, what was that journey like? So I got, I went to rehab when I was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, from, like, age 12 to 19, I was, like, really heavy into drugs and alcohol. And I was in and out of jail and uh, sane asylums and all kinds of crazy mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, I decided I want to get some help, so I went to treatment. I got out of treatment. I started working. I lived in a halfway house, and I started working at this uh, smoothie shop called Tropical Smoothie. Mm-hmm. And I worked there for like two years. And uh, while I was working there, I thought it'd be a good idea to buy a guitar. So I bought a guitar, and I taught myself how to play it. Still not, you know, thinking anything of it. And then part of the twelve step process is that's what I did to get sober. Was you know I went to the twelve step fellowships, and uh, I sponsored this guy who played guitar in this rock and roll band. And uh, he was in a band that was out of Nashville. We went up to Nashville, and I met his producer, and they really liked the way that I sang and really believed in me. And that was kind of like what gave me my initial start in music. And uh, 
and then you know eventually i started putting together you know started playing acoustic shows and then put together a band and all that stuff so it's just kind of been like a slow process to you know what what, what made you stop and throw away kind of like that previous life right so like obviously heavy into drugs and everything yeah. what, what what was that like was there a moment it's just in like there... there was just no like sense of purpose it was mm. just like you know i just had the realization one day i was just like you know i really don't want to do this anymore like for a long time it was fun yeah and it became not fun anymore it was like i was just putting in to just like exist and it was like i was either going to like you know, I started having friends, like, either go to prison or, mm. like, I had some friends overdose and things like that. Oh, so, cool. like, I was like, it's either, you know, I'm either going to be like that or, like, you know, or I'm going to try and do something different. Yeah. You know? And that's, you know, that was kind of my whole um, thought process behind that. And honestly, too, man, when I first went to go get help, I didn't think that I was never going to be able to drink a beer again. You mm. know what I mean? Actually, the thought of that freaked me out. But, you know, here we are 13 years later. I did what they told me to do, and, and you know, my life's worked out. That's you know, awesome. For the for the best. I, I think that's, like, a huge story that, you know, um, you know I didn't know that. And, and yeah. to be able to stand in front of people and show them that there's a – weight out of yeah. whatever you're going through yeah. right now because a lot of people struggle with that right yeah and there's i mean there's a lot of us you know i say a lot of us it sounds egotistical but there's a lot of people that are influencers or whatever that are doing it mm. you know um i got to meet theo vaughn the other day okay so you know who he is i don't i don't tell me he's about a him. comedian he's uh he's hilarious uh he's uh he has a podcast okay it's awesome he does all kinds of stuff but uh i got to uh I, I, they asked me to come be a part of this, uh, like Christmas special or whatever. And <laughs> I was like, funny. Oh my God, this is awesome. Cause like me and the guys on the weekends in the van, like well, we don't listen to music. We either listen to like work tapes of like songs we've written or we listen to podcasts. Yeah. Like, Theo Vaughn's at the top of the list. Uh huh. So I was like telling my, my guitar player, my drum, they're like, no fucking way. Yeah. You know? And, uh, I was like, yeah, so we're going to, you know, I, I show up to this set in Nashville Theo's from Louisiana, but he's lived out in L.A. forever, and he just moved to Nashville. And I was like, we're going to do this, like, you know, podcast. And uh, I uh, I walk in. I'm thinking I'm, it wasn't a podcast. He has a podcast, but it was like an after-Christmas special, and they wanted me to play the song. Okay. Dig Down in Dallas. So I went in there, and I played it. But I thought that, you know, it was going to be a pre-recorded thing, but I thought that, like, you know, there wasn't going to be anybody, but I walk in and he's in there and like, <laughs> uh, uh, redneck Tammy's in there uh -huh. and like, um, Justin Armstead. Yeah. All I, these, saw, I, saw, all these, I saw the picture. Yeah. The yeah. picture, all these other That's awesome. you know, people in there. And I'm just like, me and Theo are just, what I'm getting at is me and Theo are just in there kicking it, talking about recovery because he's yeah. sober too. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, there's a lot of, uh, other, uh, you know, musicians, uh, successful people that, you know, have overcome extraordinary, you know, circumstances and are doing business and, and, and music or whatever, you know, entrepreneurship at the highest level. And that's I, I like, that. that's cool to me. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, with, with the song and everything, you know, um, what is, you know, there's, there's initially this very, uh, abrasive, like, oh my God, like, I can't believe this is, this is the song. Right. Um, take me through kind of like how that song came to be and how, what, what, what is the, what, how did, uh, how was the song written? Okay. So, um, 
I have three friends. I have a, I mean, I don't say only have three friends, but you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that you need to keep your circle small, you okay. know, friends of like really friends, people that you trust anything with. Of course. You know? And, um, when I first moved to Nashville, so I, when I got, I got sober and then, uh, I lived in Nashville for a little while and then I met a girl and I moved back home and I got married and I was married for like five years and uh, I went through a divorce. Um, my wife at the time was sober too. Mm-hmm. She started drinking again, and then that was just a whole big mess. And it got to a point to where it was like, you know, uh, I'm either gonna, you know, stay here and get drunk, or I'm gonna, you know, sobriety first. So sobriety sure. always comes first for me. That's just kind of my motto, because um, without it, I don't have anything. And uh, but I went through a divorce, and then uh, I decided that, you know, at the level I was at. And my, you know, from a business standpoint of making making a living playing music that I'd kind of hit my ceiling in mm-hmm. Alabama, you know, like there wasn't really any more money that I could, you know, really make per show or, you know, whatever, doing the cover band thing. Mm. So like, but I could make a living doing that and that was cool. But, you know, I feel like any man, any woman that's, you know, has a business wants to do better of course so like i was like you know what i can continue to you know go on the road every weekend and continue to play covers but i can live in nashville and i can write songs and try to get better in that area and how long ago was this two years ago two years ago so i moved to nashville and started writing songs and uh just like any new town you got to go in and you got to start at the bottom level you got to go out and um to the bars or wherever and felt you know fellowship and network as they call it sure and i just remember nights i would go out to the bar one thing i don't drink so that kind of makes it awkward you know what i mean it's like (laughs) everybody's getting torn up around you well it's not even that it's just like if i feel like like alcohol doesn't do to me what it does to other people but a normal person they would go to the bar have a few drinks and they would feel loosened up to go and talk to anybody but you know like um nashville and that world like I've met some of my closest friends, don't get me wrong, but that world can be very, uh, very clickish sometimes, mm. you know? So like when you're an outsider and you don't really know anybody, it's kind of weird. I mean, there was many a nights where I would go out to the bar, you know, and watch people play at like these writers rounds and stuff. And I, and I'm try to talk to a few people, you know, and be like, Hey man, met you so-and-so here or whatever, give, you know, give, and give, a give me a cold shoulder or whatever. Yeah. And then, but like me being older in age and having been through everything that I'd been through, I wouldn't get upset. I would just tell myself, okay, tonight's not your night. You know, I'm committed to being here. I made this move. Like, you know, I'll try again tomorrow, mm. you know, just dust yourself off. And, um, anyways, I was at revival one night and, uh, this guy came up to me. His name's Matt McKinney. He's about six, seven. I'm six, five. Uh-huh. So he's a lot taller. You know, he's taller uh-huh. than me. He's like, hey, dude, uh, I'm uh, Matt McKinney. I saw you at Sky Bar, which is in Auburn, okay. Alabama. Like, uh, he was like, like last year, and and I was playing at Moe's, and you were at Sky Bar, and you were changing the words to Big Green Tractor to Big Tally Whacker. You know? <laughs> he was like, hell yeah. So he was like one of the first hands that I ever shook in Nashville. Okay. And from that night on, we were best friends. Uh-huh. And uh, one night he sent me this – or. After we became friends, we like hang out and play Madden and stuff together. He sent me this um, 
He sent me this song. It was called uh, "Dick Down in Dallas." Okay, but it was just like a, so. It was, a, it was written out already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was just a verse and a chorus. It wasn't finished. Okay. Yet. And I was like, "That's that's funny." You know, uh-huh. didn't really think anything of it. And then you know, like I said, I was a touring musician before COVID hit. You know, I would play. I would leave Nashville on a Thursday and not return till like Sunday or Monday. You know, I play four nights a week, four hours straight, no breaks. Come back. So, like, even the relationships that I did have, they were strictly business. I didn't have time to, like, hang out with or, like, go to parties or, like, anything like that. It was sure. just kind of like, hey, let's write this song. Okay, cool. Let's catch up for two seconds and then see you later, you know? And um, anyway, so quarantine hit, and then I started, like, really hanging out with my co-writers, going to campfires and things like that. And then somewhere around that other time, uh, Matt wrote the song with Brent Gafford and Drew Trosclair, which are also – very good friends of mine that I met, you know, just in the circle. And, um, and then one day we were riding in the truck, we went to Outback and I was like, we were listening to Dick down in Dallas, just the little voice memo. Uh huh. So it was a, it was a clip that was already done. Yeah. It was, okay. it was just like recorded, you know, like when you write a song, like you just do a voice memo Got you. and then you record it. And then that's kind of like what you use until you decide if, Hey, am I going to record this or like, take it whatever. to the next yeah, step, start producing. Step. Yeah. So, like, I was like, cool. Uh, I was like, so, dude, like, you know, Matt, his parents were like, you know, worked in the ministry. And Brent Gafford and his wife are in a duo together. Mm -hmm. And then Drew just is a guitar player. So, Mm -hmm. like, one, we knew Matt wasn't going to sing about dicks. You know what I mean? (laughs) Okay. So, like, and then, two, like, Brent and Lauren, like, husband and wife aren't going to sing about dicks. And then the other guy's ruled out because he's not a singer. Got you. But, like, we all knew this song, and we all thought it was great. Uh-huh. You know, like, we would play it around campfires and, like, you know, when COVID hit and we were all together. And one day we were riding in the car, and I just said, you know what, Matt? I said, if nobody else will cut this song, like, I'm down to do it. I've been putting out music since 2012. Like, uh-huh. And, you know, I never got anybody to listen. So, like, if anything, it'll just be another song that, you know, sure. maybe 10 people listen to sure. you know, or whatever. And then – um, my buddy Matt Burrell, which is actually my merchandise guy now, um, called uh, called me one day, and he has a podcast called In the Round Podcast. Okay, and uh, they interview different people. And uh, he said, uh, he said, "Dude, we want you to come play our round, which is like a songwriters round, which is like four chairs. People take turns playing songs. People come watch. For those of you who don't know who that is." And he was like, we want you to come play around. We want you to play your Trey Lewis songs. But at the end, we want you to play Dick Down in Dallas. Okay. So I was like, cool, I'll do it. Okay. So by this time, all our friends know the song, right? Okay. And then we have a friend, uh, Nikki T. He has a um, a brand called Raised Rowdy. They're on Instagram. They share, like, up-and-coming artists and things like that. And uh, anyways, to make a long story short, Nikki T did a video of it. He put it on their Facebook page. And the whole bar is singing it because all it's all our friends. Yeah. They all know it. So from there, um, Trey Bonner, the guy that does like my uh my content and stuff on the road, got it put on Caller Daddy's Facebook group. Okay. And then Matt McKinney got it put on Old Row. And then th- when it went to Old Row, that's when like it started like this thing. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. this crazy thing. And then we started toying with the idea of like how we were gonna record it, how we were gonna produce it. I was talking with my producer Alex Maxwell. And he was like, uh, he was like, uh, I was like, should we do it acoustic? And he was like, man, if we do this, I think we should go full band. And I was like, all right, well, we'll just sleep on it. I'll call you tomorrow. I'll let you know. And then that night, 
another guy that produces music in Nashville. He's like the top guy. Like he's played on like Luke Comb Records. He's played on like a bunch of like cool stuff. He's played on everything I've done since 2012. Um, he sent me a text and all it said was "Dick down in Dallas." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, God, I get it. Like yeah. that's my sign. That's right." I was like, "Let's track this." So we went in there the next day and we tracked this and. uh and Trey Bonner came to the studio with us, and that's where uh, the first little videos of, like, TikTok that – I mean, I had posted, like – we had actually came to Statesboro before any of this had happened when I said I would originally cut the song, and it was still, like, really bad COVID, so we played in the backyard uh-huh. and, uh, of Statesboro, and we – and I was just like, nobody cared. Like, I could have been on stage picking my boogers, you know, yeah. and nobody would have cared. I just told my guys, I was like, we're about to play Dick Down in Dallas. We're just going to play the chorus on loop until people get what we're saying, yeah. you know? So, like, I'd posted a few videos, and people had been DMing me about of the song, but nothing like what was about to happen, you yeah. know? And uh, once I put those videos up of us in the studio, like, I think one of those videos has, like, 4 million views now or mm-hmm. something crazy. And then everybody started wondering what this song was. And then, I mean, TikTok really blew it up, you know, as far as that goes. Um, and then we picked the uh, release date, like, like way ahead of time, like December 1st. And then, uh, I don't know, we had like, uh, we had like, I think it was like 15,000 free downloads, like mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, now I'm playing, not playing covers anymore. I'm playing 90-minute shows. Of That's awesome. Original music. And, uh, you know, I'm probably one of 15 t- musicians in Nashville that's actually touring right now and I think across what's ama- the southeast. I, I think for me what's amazing about your story yeah. is is there's always been, it seems like there's always been these challenges. Yeah. Like, you know, this is not something that, you know, you, you just continue to work on your craft. There was like a, a dedication to always be putting out content. And then, and then this comes across your plate, and you're like, what, what, what was that decision like? I mean, because obviously the song is, is kind of, there's, there's definitely a edginess to it, right? Yeah. What made you say, okay, well, let's, let's just go for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of Gary Vee. Yeah. You ever watch him? I love him. So he has a, him and a Steve Harvey. Steve okay. Harvey has some Facebook videos like him too. that are really, like, change your... Uh, I know it's funny because uh, Dick Down in Dallas is such an explicit song, but I am a man of God, and uh, and I do pray a lot, and I you know and I, and I really believe in all that stuff. Um, but you know, I heard him say Gary V one time. He said, "Just create the content. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter where you start. Just do it. Do mm-hmm. it every day. Mm-hmm. You know." And I and I wholeheartedly like seriously believe in that. If you're worried about, you know, getting famous overnight, if I've learned anything, it doesn't work like that. Sometimes it does. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Dick Down in Dallas definitely made me, like, you know, took me to the next level, you know, financially, everything from a career standpoint. But, like, I had to go through all those failures because, like, now my content is not, like, me trying to be something I'm not. It's mm. 110 percent me. That's being awesome. Funny and goofy. You mm-hmm. know, it's like I'm just getting paid to be Trey Lewis. That's nothing awesome. else. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, it took all that time before of like trying to do going down this avenue or trying this avenue or trying this avenue to just finally get to a point to where it's like, fuck it, I'm just gonna do what I do. And if that's you know, if that's enough to make a living, that's cool. And if people really love it, that's fine too. Yeah. You know. 
So like, but I think it's just like having that content. Same thing with releasing music as an artist. Like I've been, like I said, I've been putting out music since 2012. And as soon as Dick Down in Dallas hit, I don't really, right now I'm not in a big hurry to like, what's next? What do I put out next? I mean, of course I have all those things and I'm in the studio constantly working on music, but there's 27 other songs that people can go back and find out, hey, who the hell is Trey Lewis? That's you right. know, you've got this really funny song, but then below it, you've got this really serious song about, you know, that actually charted the day that Dick Down in Dallas came out. So I put a song out in March, back in March before COVID hit and it didn't really do well because of the COVID stuff. And then, you know, because we couldn't tour on it. But the day that Dick Down in Dallas went to number one, that song charted on streaming at like mm -hmm. 41. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, it brings you know, all of your... Yeah, you've got your, this back catalog. I've got the I've got content on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Instagram, like all that stuff. I mean, I remember two or three years ago, I was at like 2,500 followers on, on, on Instagram. And I was like, man, if I could just get like... 5,000, like, that'd be cool, yeah. you know? And now it's like the numbers are growing every day. But, like, I eventually got to a point to where I didn't care about followers. There's actually a video that I've uploaded. It was a month before any of this shit happened. Mm -hmm. I played it um, at the Listening Room Cafe, and I played this song that I wrote. It's called Believer. And it's just it just talks about, you know, like, opening line. It's like, I played for tips to an empty room. I've worked odd end jobs for dreams that don't come true. But that's who I am. That's what I do. I'm mm. a believer. I'll make one out of you. You know, it's just like, I didn't care about any of that stuff. And the video I talked about, I don't have a blue check by my name. I don't have a ton of fans, but I have some fans and that's what I'm grateful for. And that's what the song is about, you know, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you fast forward a month later and all that stuff happens when I don't care about it. Anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just like, I think that the most important thing is just, just like, just create, 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 create. Just do it and do it and do it and do it and do it. And then when you find your groove and then something happens, then it happens. And then all that previous works there. Yeah. You know and, I mean? and that's one of the questions that I want to ask, too. Is like, you know, you've been putting out, I, like, I, I went back and listened to the catalog. I mean, some of the songs were so, uh, so amazing. But yeah. then in reality, like, I mean, what does it say for us as a society yeah. that Dick Down in Dallas was the one that actually did it, right? I mean, like, dude, if we talk about society, we're in trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's be real. It is, right? Uh, like, so so I, I think, what, what do you think that says to us about a, as a culture, right? That that this is the song that that's pulling at people's emotions. I mean, it's cool, man. I mean, I think that, um, I mean, it's it's been happening since the beginning of time. You know, when Elvis got on stage and shook his hips, like, that was the crowd like, went wild. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, it was on the news. Like that guy's the devil. You know yeah. what I mean? But now, like, if you went back and watched Elvis, you'd be like, "What is this guy doing?" You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and it, you know, I mean, he has a house that, you know, guy's been dead, you know, since he was forty, and you have a house that you can, you know, he's an he's an icon forever mm -hmm. in history. You know, so I'm not saying that I'm going to be an icon or anything. I'm just saying, like, you know. I think rules and, and um, boundaries were made to be pushed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, especially in country music with a song like this, you know, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But, so talk to me about, so you mentioned, you did mention that TikTok was the really like the ep, at the epicenter yeah. of like how everything, you know, took off. Is that the platform that most, uh, like if if an emerging artist wanted to kind of get, get put on, is TikTok the way to go? You know, man, I, I really don't know. I think it's, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, 
you know, I heard Garth Brooks say it one time. It's like, you got to be really talented, but he was like, there's a lot of talented people out there. You got to be really, 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 really lucky. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, but like, I think TikTok is a great platform. Another one of my like closest friends is Priscilla Block. She's done really well mm-hmm. on there. Um, she signed a record deal. She's got a song on the radio right now, just about over you. Um, that's kind of a plug. Call your radio stations and request it. Um, just want to see my friends do good, man. That's awesome. You know what I mean? I feel that at the um, core. But uh, she's uh, she's really uh, but she's really crushed it. It's crazy thing is is that me and Priscilla. It was like Matt McKinney and uh, another one of our friends, Joy Beth Taylor's birthday. We all rented a boat and went out on the lake like in June or maybe like this this past summer. And then, and uh, yeah, so like right after that, Priscilla blew up on TikTok. And then, you know, shortly after that, I did too. But it wasn't like I was trying, like I was just trying to like fool with it and see how like it worked. You know, I never thought that that would be me. Like, you know, like I said, quarantine hit, but I had like all these videos of like drunk people in the crowd on my phone. Yeah. You know? And like I would I would post a song on TikTok and it'd probably get like thirty views in a month. And then I would post like a video of some drunk idiot, you know, like dancing all crazy on the floor, like trying to hit on a girl and a girl being like, No, you know. <laughs> and like that would get like that would get like I think one of the videos got like three hundred or like half a million views. And I was like, Okay. But then I was like, man, I don't want to be known for, like, somebody that, you know, I don't want Trey Lewis music on TikTok to be a page of, like, drunk people. If I want people to like me, I want them to like me because of my music. So I eventually took down those videos, you know what I mean? So, but you gained followers from that already, right? Uh, I think a few, but, like, you know what I mean? It was just kind of like, that ain't, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you're gaining followers for, like, for like a certain kind of content, you know what I mean? And then you post the song, you know what I mean? They're not, they're not, that's not what this page is for, you know what I mean? In their yeah. mind, you know what I mean? Um, so anyways, I just like took those down and then I started just messing around with it. And then it wasn't until like I posted that one video of us in the studio that like it started picking up steam and people started going crazy. Yeah. Um, but I think old row was like a lot to, you know, to, to help with that and then like once we put the song out they made a post and all kinds of stuff like we sent them over our graphics and stuff so that was really cool um but i mean a lot of people have made it off of tiktok you know sure. i've talked to a few of the other um tiktok stars on there you know yeah. what i mean and and not to knock any of them because everybody's you know everybody's path's different in this in the music world even into the business world sure. you know where you have a guy like me or you have a girl like priscilla that's been you know writing their ass off for years and playing shows and working hard and then you have a you know you have another artist say that like you know just started you know learned how to play guitar or like you know worked a regular nine to five and just started posting mm-hmm. you know videos on tiktok and then all of a sudden they're famous and yeah you know what i mean yeah um so i mean i think it's you know there's there's a bunch of different ways to like uh to do it but like tiktok is definitely or any kind of social media is definitely you know like we're talking about society is sure. like i mean how many times do you walk into a restaurant and you see a family or friends sitting there like everybody's looking at their phones no conversation yeah you know what i mean yeah or they're like sharing videos and stuff you know what i mean so 
I mean, I think it's any kind of social media and just constantly creating that content as a way to like grow whatever you're doing. I don't think even, I think TikTok's not only even for music, like any kind of brand you want to do. Like I met this guy that met him out in Texas. He does like belts and leather straps. And he was like, man, if you'll, if, if you'll wear one of my straps, I'll make it for you. I was like, well, dude, I'm going to pay you for it. You know, first and foremost. And then like, I got back from Texas and then I like tried to hit him up to get, get on the, you know, thing he's like, dude, I'm sorry, man. My TikTok is blown up, dude. <laughs> you know, he's making those, uh, what are those slip on shoes they're making now? I don't know. They're called, uh, uh, like slippers. They're like slippers, but they're, they're like a shoe, but you just put your foot into them. They're like, go, go. Hey dudes. Uh-huh. Hey dudes. Yeah. Anyways, he's making this like leather thing that goes over them and they're like custom. He's made some for like country stars and stuff. That's crazy. But yeah, I mean, his TikTok's blown up and he's got, you know, a ton of followers now. I wish I could remember his thing, but I can't, but you know, it's just like overnight, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, TikTok is insane. It is changing directions a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, there may be some people out there that are like, you know, artists or, or, or people that want to, you know, hone their craft. Yeah. Uh, what is the biggest piece of advice that you would like give to them? I would just say do it every day. You know, I mean, <laughs> the way I always say it, and it's kind of funny, it's just like I sucked at it long enough till I finally got pretty good at it, you know? And that's just the thing is you just got to, if you, if you have something that you're passionate about and you want to do it, like just do it, you know, and, and, and look up people, people that, you know, surround one is surround yourself by people that do it better than you. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm a firm believer in that. That's like, why you went to Nashville, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you like, you know, like me and you were talking earlier, That's right. like your parents own restaurants, like, you know what I mean? That's right. And like, you know. Uh, I grew up in it. Like, yeah. I literally, like, for, uh, you as grew a up child, yeah. I, like, literally, like, was the, the Asian kid that was running around. Yeah, the I mean, you saw them working hard, right. you know, and you and you knew that it took hard work to, like, get to where you wanted to be. And now you've got your hands in, you know, a little bit of everything. That's but, right. like, that's, like, your mindset. That's the way you were raised, you know what I mean? And, like, even if you weren't raised that way, but you want to obtain things that, you know, things you admire about people, you got to put yourself in that environment and like really just submerge yourself into that like mindset of, okay, I want to do this. How do I do this? How do I think like these people, you know, like, how do I like, you know, have this attitude, you know, mm-hmm. and you really got to do it. Cause there's a difference between wanting to do something and actually taking the action to do it. That's right. You know, that's right. So like, I think that's one thing, you know, definitely you got to do. And then, a lot of times I see people have, like, music's always been my plan A, mm-hmm. you know. But being a musician doesn't always pay the bills. Mm. So you have to have a bunch of side hustles and everything like that. What's, what's the craziest side hustle that you did? Uh, I did, I worked in a treatment center for seven years. Okay. Um, Hel- helping other people. Helping other okay. people, which that was rewarding. But actually, after a while, it became mentally exhausting. Was it? Um, I mean, dude, I was working like five days a week, and then I was pl- and I worked second shifts. I worked from like three to eleven thirty at night. Wow! And then I would play Friday and Saturday and get like two hours of sleep, and then eventually I was able to go part time. But I worked like I worked Sunday through Thursday, and I would play Friday, Saturday, and then go to work on Sunday. Work a sixteen hour shift. 
So, know, so when would you sleep? Just basically never or like <laughs> whenever I could, you know. Grind mode. Just, just grind mode. But, like, that's the thing. It's like you got to get addicted to the grind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to, like, be in that mind state all the time. Like, even still, like, I'm in that mind state. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, so it's like, it's kind of starting to freak me out. So, like, what if we ever, like, what if I do get so, like, what if I do really get really successful and it's like, I have money to where I can chill mm. out, you know. I'm not going to want to. I'm going to want to keep going. But I think that's what, you know, I think that's where, like, you train your brain to be in this, like, business, you know, all about business sure. mindset all the time. So that way when you, you know, finally get to a next tier, you're able to venture out into other things and your brain is, you know what I mean? So so for you, like, I'm interested in this piece. So what has changed for you s since the song came out? Like since this like huge um, amount of things. I'm like definitely making more money than I've ever made <laughs> in my life. That's a good, that's a good you start. Know? Yeah. The quality. What about, of, what about you though? Oh, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I, I think that goes to like, you know, um, there's a difference between having character character and being a character mm. you know and i think all those years of failure prepared me for this you know like and i wouldn't say they're failures but just the lessons i learned you know if this would have happened when i was like 23 or 19 and still on drugs and all that stuff then like you know it was a long road to get here you know i got sober when i was 19 uh you know i've been sober ever since i got married when i was 22 when I was 26, my dad died of a heart attack, mm. and my dad was, like, my best friend, you know. So that was, like, extremely difficult to deal with. 26, and then my dad passed away. My grandmother passed away right after that of cancer. And then my stepdad, who, like, basically helped raise me, passed away of cancer. Mm. Dude, it was just a rough, 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 rough few mm -hmm. years, you know. And then I went through my divorce and all that stuff. So, like, you know, mentally and emotionally, it was – I ran off of ambition for a really long time because I was like, I'm going to make all these people proud of me. Mm. But then eventually I got to a point to where like all that stuff just kind of settled. And I mean, I went to, I went to, I've always been a big advocate for like mental health and, and I went to uh, see a therapist and talked to her for a little while just to kind of like process everything. And, uh, and that really helped me out a lot, but like, it was just real, real, real hard, you know, there for a while. And, um, but you know, I mean, it's just like push through, push through, push through. And then, you know, now that I'm, you know, I'm 33 years old. So like, you know, I'm starting to have some, you know, some real success, you know, and, and uh, I, ha since I have done all this stuff and been through all this, you know, trials Experience. and tribulations, mm -hmm. you know, and have all these experiences, I'm like, dude, both of my brothers are lawyers, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. My sister owns a business, you know, mm -hmm. they own a restaurant and like, you know, so it's like, okay, where can I be putting this money to like maybe retire one day mm -hmm. or like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Sure. It's not like, let's go buy some boats and some hoes, you know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, so I don't know. It's just, uh, I'm grateful for, I'll never forget the night the song came out and it went up number, went to debuted at number where one. Where were you at? I was at my house with a bunch of with the writers and a bunch of my friends, and there's, there's so this a, is the release date. Yeah. Okay. So December first. There's been a lot of like cool things that have happened since the song came out. You know, I was in Rolling Stone magazine. Like, yeah, let's go. You know, like a bunch of just like crazy things. Billboard number one song. Sick. Yeah, uh, just like crazy stuff. Uh, 
you know, I've gotten to do tons of podcasts and tons of interviews. And, you know, I talked to every record label in Nashville, New York, LA, like, you know, um, everybody wanted to sign me at one point. So like, not saying they still don't, but right now it's not, not the right move for me. But anyways, so it's just like, it's absolutely insane. But, um, you, you mentioned not getting signed. Is that a, a choice that you are? It's making? a choice. Are you, tr- are you trying to build out your own? Like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to, you know, it's, it's like, man, I've been doing this for, you know, 10 to 12 years. Like, I don't want to give somebody 85% of my money. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. That's how much That's how much they take? I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah. it, they, it, they take, they take a, a lot. <laughs> they take a lot. But they, they also can do things that I can't do. You know, so it's not, it's not like I'm not going to, I'm I'm not going to sign a record deal ever. I'm not ever going to rule that out. But right now that ain't the move for me yeah. and my, you know, I want to take care of my guys, Sure. you know, my band members, the guys mm. that have been with me forever, the people in my crew. Um, I want them to be able to not have to have side hustles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want them to be able to take their family on vacations and, you know, um, I want to take care of the people that have been starving with me forever. You mm. know what I mean? I don't want to give the money to somebody that just wants to make some that, money. That, that speaks you know what I mean? so much to like who yeah. you are. Yeah, I, I think that you know a lot of times once people start making a little bit of money, mm-hmm. get gets into their heads and then they're off. Right? They s- screw everybody. And that's the else. thing. That's the thing, man. You got to have you know. There's a difference between being a character and having character. That's right. You know, and that's, that's right. just the that's just the basis of it. But yeah, man. Um, well, I'm not saying I won't ever sign a record deal, but right now it ain't the time. <laughs> Uh, Trey, so, you know, what, what, what is, uh, what's coming up on the agenda for you? I mean, I know you're really busy right now with kind of like, you know, yeah, promoting we're just, everything. We're just going to play a bunch of shows uh-huh. and, um, we've got a whole, uh, you know, we've got a calendar on my website, treylewismusic.com. Um, we've got, uh, we, we're, we'll be announcing some more dates next week. I think we're going on an actual whole month tour from like March to April 4th. We're getting a bus and we're going, it's going to be great. It's going to be crazy. We're, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of recording more music. I'm about to go in the studio and cut like 15 to 20 songs. Okay. And, uh, I don't know if we're going to put them all out at once or an album or a single or what, but, uh. We're just, um, you know, just trying to game plan and get ready for the for the future as much as we can, and um, just keep just keep grinding. How how do know? people follow the journey? Where is the best uh, way? Trey Lewis music on everything, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, what's Facebook and uh, TikTok, Twitter, um, you know, Pornhub, whatever. You know? <laughs> it's, it's all at Trey Lewis music. So I love that. Um, well, Trey, thank you so much for spending some time. Yeah, man. I want I, I want to call this out and then say how inspirational it is Thanks, to man. hear about the story, it. right? Appreciate like, for it. me, I think that uh, people see success and they're like, "Oh man, like that guy's so lucky." Yeah. And they but they don't see all the hard work, yeah, all of the time that they've put in before that, all the experiences that they've had, and you know, you you basically sharing that uh, it makes me it inspires me to continue to grind. Yeah, I think dude, that just that's keep going, man. So, that's all you got to do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, appreciate your time. Best luck uh, on your on the tour, and then uh, looking forward to everything that you're going to be ac- able to accomplish in the future. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Cool. Enjoyed it. Yeah. All right, man. Thank All you. Right.